the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane, president of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. And I'm Terry Reed, a director at SAPSA. We are here to reassure you that you can believe the Bible from the first verse. Folks, we have with us today a third member of our board of directors at SAPSA. He is Dr. Carl Williams, a medical doctor and our board treasurer. Welcome, Carl. Well, it's good to be here, and hopefully I'll still be welcome after you hear the little recording. (laughs) Carl, you've made a project of doing some mini-dramas, the first of which we're going to hear on this show today. Hope to make these a regular part of our programs. Let's listen to today's drama involving a grandfather and his grandson, and then we'll discuss it. Grandpa, Grandpa, guess what? My teacher said there's life in outer space. Is that a fact? Did you ask your teacher how she knows? Has anyone found evidence of life out there? Oh, Grandpa, it's in the science book, so it's got to be right. Be careful about believing everything you read in a science book. Science books once said that there were men on Mars who dug great canals, but that was wrong. However, there's one book that's always right. It's called the Bible, the Word of God. When I asked you if there was evidence of life in space, I already knew the answer was no. But there is someone who knows for sure. Do you know who that is? My teacher would say Bill Nye, the science guy, but I'm guessing that's wrong. Huh, Grandpa? Very wrong indeed. Let's read from the first book of the Bible. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 and 28. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the seas, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Did you catch that God told man to subdue and have dominion over the earth? He had already created the universe, but God didn't mention anything about subduing and having dominion over the entire universe, did he? Gee, no, Grandpa, just there. That's right. Paul writes in Romans 8.22, For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. So Adam's sin cursed the entire universe. So if there were E.T. folks living out there somewhere, would they have to be saved from their sins? How would they know about sin in the first place? Would Jesus have to go to each planet and die for their sins one planet at a time? Oh no, that sounds crazy. I agree. 
when we trust a history of creation found in Genesis, then the life we find on earth and the lack of any life in the rest of the universe makes sense. But if people believe life evolved from rocks to become all the life we see here on earth, then they'll also believe that life evolved out in space too. So they spent billions of dollars over several decades looking for something that's not there. That sounds like a real waste of time and money, huh, Grandpa? What can I do? You can pray. Pray for people like your teacher and all those stargazing scientists to have their eyes open to the evidence of creation as written in the Bible. Once someone sees that it's truly impossible for life to have come about except through a loving and all-powerful Creator God, then they can accept the evidence for Jesus being their Lord and Savior. Only then will they find life outside the earth, eternal life in heaven. And that's a fact. Carl, I really like these, and I hope our audience is going to enjoy them here in the future. Incidentally, you sound like a great old grandpa there. Oh, yeah, sure. Thank you. (laughs) Well, he is one. (laughs) Now you're getting personal. Hey, now that's another question. You didn't do the kid. Who did the kid? He's a member of our church. I'm not going to give his whole name, but his first name is Everett. Uh, Excellent. And we thank Everett because he does an exceptional job in these. What made you do these? Well, we mentioned Bill Nye, the science guy, in a little vignette. And guys like Bill have had an enormous influence on kids and enormous influence pro-evolution, which is anti-Bible, anti-Jesus. So we need to have something to counteract that. And I thought that if we did something that just demonstrate the fallacy of the evolutionary thinking, that it would be a small part, if you will, to counterbalance the various folks like Bill Nye and the other folks on PBS and the mainstream media and most broadcast TV that support long ages and try not to support Jesus or Jesus' message of salvation. Now, bringing up Bill Nye, the science guy, his pounding all the time, he comes back with, well, you're just not scientific. This is not good science. This is witch doctor stuff and all that kind of thing. What is science and what has the scientific method got to do with all this? Well, if we look at science, the definition of science is systematic knowledge of the physical and material world gained through observation and repeatable experimentation. So if we use that definition for science, then we could look at evolution and see that, well, gosh, how can we have proven the Big Bang when no one was there? It can't be repeated. It can't be observed. And all the observations we've seen so far have had to have fudge factors added to it to try to prop it up to make it have somewhat semblance of sense. So, yeah, his argument that he is spouting science is fallacious. Why do you think there was a SETI or there is a SETI? Because it's kind of been an on-off program. That's a great question. I'm not sure I know the answer for why it was started in the first place, but certainly it was a search for something other than ourselves, which would prove that there would be no God. So if there is life in outer space, in many people's minds, that would disprove God because it would prove evolution happened elsewhere. And some would theorize that they're looking for other people in outer space to come and help us out with our own little problems. In other words, to help us bypass whatever mistakes we have made or are making or will make in the future. It's a Star Trek and Star Wars type of view of the cosmos. Absolutely. That it must be alive out there. That The idea from the movie Contact that if there's all that space out there and there's not somebody else out there, then it's a lot of wasted space. Right. But what we see in Scripture is that this is a very specially made place. And in fact, it is so specially made that we may be the only life out there. 
What I think is interesting with SETI is the way I understand it, they're looking for signals that have a pattern. So they recognize that signals in a pattern would come from intelligence but they can't seem to recognize that for life on this planet. I'm glad you brought that up. That's exactly what the point I was bringing up, is that looking for intelligence in the universe tell you how many factors of 10 less complicated than our own DNA. That they're looking for that as signs for intelligent design in the universe, yet they fail to recognize the intelligent design in our very own selves. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reid and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Today, we're talking about the Bible and what it may have to say about extraterrestrial life. So I have one more question to pose to you all. This is what does the belief in E.T. or the SETI, the E.T. and the SETI, what does that mean to Christians? It would raise a lot of questions. In my mind, it would raise a lot of questions. So like, let's say we found E.T. Well, then is E.T. a sinner? Then the person of God that we know as Jesus of Nazareth, did he go to some other planet? And was he crucified on another planet for E.T. sins? Did all of that happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the bottom line is E.T would basically crush the Christian faith. And that's why he's being searched for so diligently. And I think that's why the billions of dollars have been spent. I just heard that officially the the government has stopped funding SETI some maybe last year or the year before. Whatever SETI procedures are proceeding from now on are being privately funded, which makes me feel better as a taxpayer that my tax dollars are no longer going into that research. This leads into a field that has astrophysics and and exploration of space, which I've heard some people really lament. As a kid, I really loved watching NASA and, and the moon missions and all that type of stuff. But at this point, our space program has been hijacked in a pure endeavor to try and find life out there to prove that we're not alone. But what have we found to this point? What's funny is I've seen on the Science Channel, and I've even written about this on my blog, about how those searching for life in outer space, they see themselves as being like Christopher Columbus. There has been an explosion in the number of exoplanets discovered. That's planets detected outside our solar system and other star systems. We know that we have found more than 6,000 of them. This would lead some to believe there has to be life out there. But what we have found that none of these planets and solar systems meet all of the more than 200 prerequisites for life which are made possible in this very special place we call Earth. Scientists are consistently looking for water and planets in a habitable zone around stars, saying that these two things always make life possible. But they ignore the fact that, as we detail in this program, biological evolution, even with water and the right conditions, is physically, chemically, and mathematically impossible. Finding life out there would disprove the Bible, not God's existence. But what we know from the Bible and natural laws is this universe says that we are quite probably alone and very special creation of God. Scott Lane's book, What If God Wrote the Bible, will be released nationwide on March 2nd. Pre-orders for e-books are already available on Amazon. This book gives six evidence that God wrote the Bible and thereby gives evidence of his existence. It includes evidence of the Genesis account found in the creation accounts of other cultures all over the world. It has evidence of God and the Bible, understanding modern physics, biology, and chemistry thousands of years before man. It shows how God protected his words down from the ages 
and has made over 2,500 very specific prophecies with over 2,000 of them already coming to pass. This and more can be had by you if you get your copy of What If God Wrote the Bible by Scott Lane. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger in Thousand Oak. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane. And for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzwell, thanks for listening. And we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.